Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Oh my goodness me! What a fantastic goal! What a goal! That is absolutely superb! Huge cheers go up around Emirates Stadium. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast for the week of Monday, April the 23rd, 2018. I'm your host, Russell Hargreaves. Coming up on this week's show, we look ahead to a huge pair of games at the chalkboard with our very own Adrian Clark, as well as reviewing a big victory against West Ham. We'll also hear part two of Clarkie's in-depth interview with Peter Cech, but there can only be one place to start this week's show, reaction to the news that Arsene Wenger is to stand down as Arsenal manager at the end of this season. Well, the boss, of course, confirmed on Friday just gone that after 22 years in charge, he's to hand over the reins in a few weeks' time at the end of this campaign. The 68-year-old Frenchman has won three Premier League titles and seven FA Cups during his time in charge, including the double in both the 1997-8 and 2001-2 seasons. And of course, the 2004 title triumph culminated in the famous and unparalleled Invincibles campaign. I came here and it was new to have a foreign manager, so I could understand the scepticism of the people and uh, funny wise my, my the pre how long I would last was one of the biggest bets in the country so it was a good challenge for me to show that I can uh, do well I couldn't imagine how big the passion uh, for football was here in England and uh, because I'm a passionate man and because I love so much this game, I think I'm in the right country. He's done it this time! And it's an It's a dream double for Arsenal. The champions have won the FA Cup and Arsene's academy has come up with the right answers again. He was a winger when he came here. And we, I moved him into the central uh, attack. And uh, at the start, of course, he wasn't convinced he could score goals, but uh, he scored a few things. Record breaker, history maker, Thierry Henry is Arsenal's record goal scorer. It's Freddie Youngberg again, push out by Bartes. Wilshaw! Arsenal have scored yet again in the Premiership, and this could be the most crucial goal of all. Magic ball from Bergkamp to Patrick Vieira! Make a note of the date. Arsenal 
the first time it's happened for over 100 years. It's a fantastic moment for us and uh, I always had that dream and uh, to fulfill it today it's absolutely marvellous. It's Bergkamp. That's magnificent. The ball for Henri. Thierry Henri! Welcome back home. There's the hut with the boss. Early ball to Sinogo. Chest is there again. Here's Giroud. Flicks it in. The shot comes in. It's in. Aaron Ramsey may have won the cup for Arsenal. Good effort going in and in the end it is scored by Theo Walcott. Brilliant finish. You are looking at the most successful team in FA Cup history. Arsenal Football Club have retained the FA Cup and have won it for the 12th time. Well now we can hear from current midfielder Jack Wilshire telling us about the influence that Wenger's had on him and the club as a whole. First of all, I was shocked. You know, I didn't see it coming. I know he had another year left on his on his contract, and I thought that he would do it. But you know, unfortunately, he's not. You know, I'm sad. You know, ever since ever, ever since I've known about Arsenal, Arsenal's, Arsenal's been there. And so I'm sad. You know, I'm disappointed a little bit. But we couldn't give him the season that he wanted, but we've still got a chance to 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 win something. And he can leave on a high. You know, he's been great for me throughout my career. Gave me my chance from a young age. He stuck with me. Showed his faith in me, and you know, he helped me develop as a player. So, you know, I, I owe him. I owe him a lot in his career, and I wanna. We wanna send him off the right way because he's given so much to us. He's showed faith in every single one of us as as players, and we need to to send him off in the right way now. We spoke to him this morning. He was he was a little bit like that. He wants to to win it, he said, for us, and that just shows the type of man he is, you know, we need to to win it for him, really, and get behind him these last few games and, and give him the send-off he deserves. The views there of Jack Wilshire. Let's hear now from Arsenal's chief executive, Ivan Gazidis, also paying tribute to the way that Arsene Wenger's helped revolutionise and bring success to North London. People today are talking a lot and, and wonderfully about what Arsenal has done for Arsenal Football Club and what he's done for the wider world of football. I will leave it to others to talk about the facts and figures of his 22-year tenure. His achievements are extraordinary and many of them will not be repeated. But there is something more coming out today. There's an affection, uh, widespread affection from Arsenal fans, but also from people right across the sphere of football. Arsene changed the game. He set a totally new standard, a new ambition. An ambition not just to win, but to win while achieving perfection, to make art out of football. And he was always brave enough to be true to that extraordinary ambition. And incredibly, he achieved it with Arsenal's invincible season. People these days use the words football philosophy lightly, but Arsenal truly has a football philosophy and he's been brave enough to live by it. And in doing that, he's reinvented the game and played some of the best football we've ever seen. He's transformed the beautiful game and he's made Arsenal famous throughout the world 
for the style of football we play. Arsenal fans take enormous pride in that. And for that, we say thank you, Arsene. Beyond football, he has inspired the people around him. He does this through his human qualities, his understanding and his empathy for people. He's able to make people believe that they can achieve great things on and beyond the football pitch. He inspired George Weah to believe not only that he could become the world's greatest footballer, but to have the conviction that he could become the president of a country. And he's done all of this while remaining true to his values and the values of this great football club. He's taken every challenge he's faced with humour, grace and class. I take enormous pride in that. And for that also, on behalf of all Arsenal fans, I say thank you, Arsene. I think you see this there. Befitting too that we also hear from the man himself, Arsene Wenger, speaking about his decision following yesterday's 4-1 Premier League victory at home to West Ham. First of all, I must say I'm uh, touched by all the, the praise I got from all English football and I'm grateful to have, uh, for having had uh, that experience in this country that is for me special. And uh, where football is special, where the passion is special, you find that nowhere else. I know that I will not get that anymore in my life. And uh, so, of course, uh, that is uh, absolutely special. And I could see the development of a Premier League in 20 years. That is uh, sensational. And I hope that will last for a very long time. After that, I had the feeling a little bit uh, to assist life at my funeral. <laughs> and, uh, uh, because... Uh, uh, people speak about you, how you were, no? so it was a little bit uh, interesting on that front. So I don't need to die anymore, I know what it is. And uh, that uh, is quite interesting, but I must say I would like, uh, apart from a little sense of humour, I would like to thank everybody who has been absolutely uh, nice to me and uh, it's a bit our job, you know, I certainly got more praise than I deserved and maybe sometimes more criticism than I deserved. But uh, it has been uh, difficult, but as well, uh, fantastic. Can Wenger finish the season with one more trophy, I wonder? We'll discuss Thursday's Europa League semi-final first leg a little later in the show. Well, last week we heard from Peter Cech about his feelings on reaching 200 Premier League clean sheets. We'll pick up his conversation with our very own Adrian Clark again today, starting with Cech's thoughts on the evolution of today's goalkeeper. Is that something, is that the biggest change you've noticed during your career, the importance of using your feet? Well, when, you, when, you st when I started playing, the, the rule was that you could pick up the back pass. So obviously if you, if you start with that, and you know, obviously it was, it was the biggest change on goalkeeping position, but I would say it was the best change the, the rules have made since the, uh, the 100 years to improve the game because, you know, it is the last thing you want to see, a team winning 1-0 and kicking the ball from 80 yards back to the goalkeeper just to delay the game. So I perfectly, I was perfectly, I have to say I was perfectly happy when that happened because I prefer to see the game going and, and then I consider the goalkeeper as a player with gloves and, the, and, and I would say the privilege to catch the ball. Yeah. 
Yeah, because you you are initially a, you can you are a player. You know you have to do all the other things like uh, like the players in terms of being available for the back pass, you know distribution and all these things. But you are the only privileged one to catch the ball in the box. Absolutely. Yeah, but um, but I have to say there is a the big part of that is obviously the the way your team plays and the way your team wants you to play and. And I think if you look in the past years, obviously the, the most uh, playing goalkeeper was the Barcelona goalkeeper with uh, Pep Guardiola. Now you look at this, is a Man City goalkeeper playing with Pep Guardiola. And it's not a coincidence because, you know, the way he wants his team to play, uh, you, you can see that at any moment their goalkeeper have always options. So he can either get long when Obviously, he has no options, but you know they always have options, and, and they even play in their own box, which not every manager wants, not every team uh, coach wants. Your brief here, I'd imagine, is different to, to Edison's brief in terms of how he uses his feet. In terms of training, how much of it would, would how much percentage time would you work on on your passing, for instance? Well, I do a little bits and pieces every day because you know, obviously, as it becomes more and more important, then. You need to make sure that at any moment you have the ball under control and you can you can actually use the the ball uh, creatively and, and safely enough for, for your team to keep possession or even or even start up the or you know the the counter attack or or the or you know helping out without conceding throw in for nothing if you if you can keep the ball yeah so I think the way it goes is actually already started with the Van der Sar at uh, Ajax. In, 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 it was the, they were the first one who started using the goalkeeper really uh, efficiently and obviously then you can see uh, you know, Barcelona, especially now with, the, with Guardiola, now Man City with Guardiola, they took it to a different level. You could see even, even uh, Manuel Neuer didn't play the way he played at Bayern with Schalke. And, and, and it's not because he suddenly started playing like that, but he played with a team who actually you know, allowed him to play like that and wanted him to play like that. So, you you know, there's always like, I play different way at Arsenal than I played at Chelsea at times where, because I had I had managers who didn't really want to play from the back. They, we had uh, Didier Drogba and, and we, could, we could use him pretty well anytime we needed. So it was a different philosophy of game, different philosophy of, of playing the, you know, of tactics. Uh, and then you, you have to adapt to that. So obviously, when I came here from uh, at, at Arsenal, you know the the amount of long goal kicks and, and long balls I kick uh, is completely different to what I was used to. Yeah, we've got to touch on the art of shot stopping. Of course, that's what goalkeepers are most famous for. Now, angles are important. Agility is important. Athleticism. Um, how much when you are facing up with a striker, let's say in a one v one, how much of it? Is conscious. Uh, how much are you thinking in in that moment, and how much is, is instinct? Well, if you have no time, then obviously it's an instinct where, where 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 you know you instantly kind of do something what you think is the best, and you don't have much time to think about. But uh, I would say that uh, in in every situation you can you know there is a there is always calculation in what you do and how far you go and what you try to do and and um, and I would say that that the starting position. Of your actions, literally determines how how big or small advantage you have. Uh, because you know, if you start in the right place when the action evolves, then then you give yourself far better chance to to make a save or, or, or avoid even making save because you are in the right place. And 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 I think there's something people 
uh, underestimate because I would say the, you know, the, every goalkeeper at the highest level can, is a shot stopper. Everybody can save shots. So there's not, I don't think there's a difference between one guy saving a shot or another because you work the same way. You, you know, your agility and, and your preparation is more or less the same. Experience with shot stopping is the same. But I, I think the difference is where you start your actions, how you react to certain situations and if you are in the right place. Yeah, interesting. And um, concentration is probably the, the hidden attribute that every goalkeeper needs. How, how do you keep your mind active during games? Well, I, every second of the game, I only keep you know, my mind on the pitch. So sometimes Everyone I... Wonders. So I, sometimes I, I even miss our substitution because you know, everything which goes beyond the, the, the touch line I don't really follow, so, and I've been always doing that because you know that's everything which happening behind the touchline doesn't make any impact on the on the score and the result. So I try to keep my concentration on only what's happening inside, and and uh, you know you have so many people trying to shout to you or take you know take attention, but. I don't, I don't really know, you know, I, I had games where I had my family behind the goal, I didn't even know. <laughs> well, you got to concentrate, you got to focus hard. I didn't realize you had to focus that hard though. I think, you know, people sometimes don't realize that half a second in football is not, it, it, it's quite a long time because the ball travels with such a speed. So if you missed half a second and, and player decides to lob you from half a line, if you missed that half a second, then, you know, you, you might be, you might end up with the, with the goal. So it's not like, you know, the goal is far, I need to be, uh, you know, I can relax because the, 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 your job is not only, you know, call people when the ball in front of the goal, you know, it's how you prevent the counter-attack. So you, you kind of try to be a step ahead and, and imagine the, per, you know, the loss of ball and you say, okay, now we lose the ball. Is the defender in the right place? No, he's not. So I try to call people in any moment to make sure that if we lose the ball, we are at least in a position where we can do something rather than chase everyone and, and hope for the best. No, it never stops, does it? Uh, last question from me. Um, what piece of advice would you give any young aspiring goalkeeper if you had the chance to sit them down for a chat? Well, I think the, the preparation breeds confidence and confidence obviously make you play better. So. I would say if you prepare well and you work well on the training ground, then obviously you will have more confidence to go and, and play the games. And so the, the, the work is the key for me and, and the, the preparation. And as well, I think the, the young goalkeeper should understand that goals conceded are unfortunately the part of the game. And uh, you have to just find a way to, you know, to battle the, the, the bad goal and, and forget about it and, and carry on. That's, that's, that's exactly how, how it works. The Chalkboard with Adrian Clark. Well, joining us at the Chalkboard is Adrian Clark, fresh on the back of the second half of that fascinating Peter Cech interview. Uh, Clarky, how are you? Yeah, very well, thank you. Um, yeah, it's been a busy week, hasn't it, at this place? Plenty of, uh, of news to report. So, um, yeah, interesting times. Maybe we'll go with our question on the chalkboard being, how much was the 4-1 victory against West Ham? I wouldn't say a fitting tribute, but a nice way to segue on from the news of Friday into the weekend. Yeah, it couldn't have been easy. I think it's an emotional few days for all concerned, really, certainly for Arsene Wenger and, and, and the players too will have been 
No doubt taken aback. I don't think anybody was expecting that news to break on, on Friday. So they had to get their heads around it. But look, look, 4-1 victory over your London neighbours. West Ham is, is, is a very fitting way to, to begin the, the, the goodbye process to Arsenal. It, was, it, was, it took a while to get going in terms of the performance. But, um, yeah, they finished really strongly. I thought, I thought there was a nice thirst for goals towards the end there. And, yeah, in the end, it, it turned out to be a pretty, pretty resounding victory. Certainly deserved it, even though, even though there was a slice of luck about that all-important second goal. Now, one key talking point, I guess, is the fact that Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang can't play on Thursday. We'll come on to that game in a minute. And therefore, Arsene Wenger sending a team out to prepare for Thursday and Pierre-Emerick not starting. Mm. But he was the man who contributed to a lot of that thirst for goals with his, not quite assist, but three key roles in three goals off the bench. Yeah, he teed up one of the goals, didn't he, for, for Alexander Lacazette. But yeah, he, he looked nice and sharp once he came on. Yeah, I was surprised he, he, he didn't start because obviously he can't play in Europe. But I, I understand the logic of, of the boss where he's thinking I'm going to give a, a run out to, to as close to the 11 I want for Atletico as possible, keep them all sharp. And, and in that regard, it was a, it was a job well done. Um, just Mesut Ozil missing, really. I thought Mkhitaryan might come back in. And Czech, we don't know, of course. Of course, Czech, yeah, well, yeah. That would be nice if Petr Czech was, was to uh, be available for it. So, no, it was, it was a good run out, good test. And thankfully, Alexander Lacazette came through it OK, because that was the gamble. And even when Aubameyang came on, there was many people inside the ground, I think, thought, oh, Lacazette will come off. It's time to wrap him in cotton wool. Well, thank goodness we didn't because Lacazette scored two goals late on. Fantastic for his confidence. And it also outlined what he can do against tiring defences. He's a very good finisher. And I believe he's a player worth keeping on the pitch. Often we've seen him come off quite early in games this season. I think he's the type of guy that will score a lot of late goals. Fingers crossed as well that Mohamed El Nenny is okay for the yes, weekend. Yes, that, that was the one blip, wasn't it? Didn't didn't look good, um, but we hope it's okay. Yeah, fingers crossed for what lies ahead, both on Thursday and then in the weekend. Let's focus on Thursday next up, then, Clark. In in contrast to Arsenal, Atletico Madrid and Diego Simeone with a very different approach on Sunday in La Liga, a goalless draw, but where he actually rested a lot of his likely Europa League stars. Yeah, look, there's different managers approach things in in a, in a different way. Um, we know what to expect from Atletico Madrid. They will be well-organised, hard to break down, very good at defending, aren't they, from back to front. So piercing them won't be easy. It'll be harder than, than, than breaching the West Ham defence, for example. But we have seen Arsenal on home turf this season rip into teams. And look, that's six games in a row now have scored three or more uh, goals on home turf at Emirates Stadium. So they couldn't go into the game any more confidence, really, as an attacking entity. Got to go for it, really, against Atletico, but without taking risks at the back. We had enough warnings, I think, with Arnautovic at the weekend that really defensively we do need to switch on because, although I like Arnautovic, Griezmann is a player that's on a different level, so he, he will punish us. And what I like about Athletics as well, they've got a couple of options, Clarky. They can either play with a Costa, Torres, or a, a proper kind of target man mm. striker and play the likes of Griezmann, Gamero, and so as wingers or as attacking wider players, or they can take the other route, as I've seen them do a couple of times this season, and play the likes of Griezmann as their striker. Yeah, look, I personally, I hope Griezmann's out wide because I think he's not 
quite as effective there. He's obviously a good player, he can play anywhere. Um, there is no Diego Costa, I'm led to believe. I don't think he's going to make it um, fitness-wise. So, yeah, if they stick somebody else up top, be it Gamero or Torres, and, and put Griezmann elsewhere, that could be good news. I, I think if Griezmann is on one of the centre-backs, Mustafi or Koscielny, given the slightly indifferent form that they've both shown at the weekend and of late, then that... That will cause us problems, but look, hopefully most of the game will be played in the other half of the pitch, where um, I think we are good enough to breach them. I was going to say with that, they're also notoriously under Simeone, tough to break down, as you alluded to, as well mm. as being a tough team physically, generally. Yes. How do Arsenal go about getting the goals they need, bearing in mind they've got to go to the Wanda Metro yeah. for the second leg? It, it won't be easy. They'll be very narrow with the back four. It'll be a back six at times. Um, I think they will want Arsenal to chuck balls into the box. So I would try and do the opposite of that. Look, when we produce our fast triangles in and around the final third, we... We're capable of, of scything our way through most defences on the planet, even Atletico Madrid's. So it's all about playing quick, fast, energised football in the final third. I think the key man, actually, for us is Aaron Ramsey. In great form, and his runs are quite unpredictable, and he's not an easy man to track. Will the Atletico midfielders fancy going with him? time after time after time because he'll get in there um, and if he gets in there in the form he's, he's shown at the moment he'll, he'll score so Clarky therefore for your managerial team talk you've got to put yourself in the position of <laughs> announcing you're leaving in a few <laughs> weeks what will you say as you leave arsenal.com sad to lose you pal um, to your players well I would be saying don't, don't do it for me do it for yourselves because this is a European trophy and you lot want to be in the Champions League next season, win this tie, and we've got an unbelievable chance of Champions League football. Do it for you. Just before we let you go, and before we get on to Brain of Arsenal, we should have a word on the weekend as well. Obviously a trip to Manchester United. Yeah. Huge, particularly given Arsenal's issues away from home in the Premier League, but just the magnitude of this fixture. Yeah, well. look, it's a huge fixture, but it's not a huge game, is it? Really, I, I think Arsenal Wenger will rest and rotate. It's going to be difficult to get a result there. I think Arsenal will go with a slightly weakened lineup there. Um, United, exceptionally strong at home. I know they lost to West Brom recently, but the only other defeat was to City. Most of the other games have been wins. They haven't even really drawn that many games. So this is a tough fixture for Arsenal. But look, no matter what, it's, it's almost a freebie, in my opinion. Go there, give it your best. But if the result doesn't go our way, let's, let's not be too disheartened by it. Okay, now time then for this. Reign of Arsenal. Well, the Arsenal Weekly Podcast editor Liam Roberts joins us, not beadily watching us as he normally would in the studio, no Clark. Show, isn't he? No, uh, show. no he, he is, but he is with us. Liam, en route back to hospital after giving yourself, let's be honest, a pretty serious injury playing baseball. Yeah, America's game. It's supposed to be a nice, relaxing Sunday thing. And um, I dislocated and fractured my elbow yesterday. So, uh, yeah, lots of pain in the last 12 hours or so. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Yeah, done the double. Done the double then. Uh, and fracture. Yeah, not, not yeah, great. So, that, yeah, that'll teach you for playing rounders, mate. <laughs> Dude, no, no more excuses to you guys now. I don't want to hear this if you're a bit of cold or you're a bit under the weather. <laughs> I'm doing this. I'm doing this with a broken bone now. So, uh... for the record, baseball is a great sport. It's just not been particularly kind to Liam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll leave it here. That's on the point of Arsenal. Well, Liam has managed to join us, which we do commend, given that situation. Yeah, as he goes right. back to hospital as well. Uh, Liam, let's crack on. Yeah. So um, we're into week one and two on your questions. Um, AD, you're up first this week. Um, who are you down with? I'm, uh, yeah, I've, I've decided to dedicate uh, my line of questioning to the man in the shorts, um, Mr Vic Akers, a real real club legend, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of, lot of supporters don't know too much about Vic, so hopefully I'll be able to uh, to let them know. Yeah, hopefully I'll be able to choice. deliver. Let's, let's see. So you've got your full question with Vic Akers started now. Question one, how many career goals did Vic score? Oh, that's a toughie. That is a toughie. Um, oh, I, I, if you're thinking Wikipedia, I think you got a couple for one team. And ah, oh, no, that's so hard. I'm going to say um, it's either nine or eleven. I think it's an odd number. I'm going to go for nine. Twelve. Oh. <laughs> seven, seven and five. So uh, yeah, either. Okay. Question two: How many major trophies did he win as Arsenal women's star? Major trophies, yeah, he won uh, 32. Correct, and then for Community Shields as well, makes 36, but I'll give you that, because what are we counting as a major trophy? Yeah, we're not Jersey Mourinho, are we? Um... <laughs> <laughs> nice. Question three, um, which year was he awarded an OBE? Uh, 2010. Correct. And question four, when was Vic born? When was, he, when was Vic born? Uh, he was born in 19... 46. He's 71. Correct. Boom. Three out four, not bad. Yeah, I'm a bit nervous, though, because I think Russ is, you know, he's capable of getting the magic four. Oh, he's nodding quite confidently. Mm, I don't know, not for match week two. I'm a flat track week one bully, as we well know on this show. All right, well, good luck. So, uh, week two questions, and what are you going with, Russ? I am going with Pierre-Emerick Abemiang. Indeed. Life and times thereof. So, four questions. On Pierre, starting now, um, how many club hat-tricks has Pierre scored? Ooh. Well, he scored two back-to-back in consecutive games for uh, Borussia Dortmund. How many others has he done beyond that? This was a deep dive. This took me a long time to research this, though. The only thing I can think of is, is 
Well, actually, and he also got a hat-trick in his very first game in the Bundesliga as well. That's three. Has he got some more? Don't get bonus points for I know. I'm gonna, I'm, I know. I know of three, <laughs> so I'm going to say three. Um, he's got eight. Ah, that's tough. Yeah, that is tough. Brutal. OK. It's a brutal question. Question two. Uh, Pierre scored his first goal for us against Everton. Which minute did he open his account? I think you commentated on this game, didn't I did you? commentate on this game. This is very true. <sighs> 78. 37? You got oh. the wrong half. My goodness. Dear, I can't remember if... OK, this is going well. Hang your head, <laughs> Russ. Hang your head. <laughs> Question three. In July 2012, Pierre scored against Switzerland. What was the significance about that goal? These are brutal. Um, he has got against Switzerland. It was in July 2012. <laughs> Clues in the date. <laughs> it's just a look of complete. It's a vacant I look. No idea. Well, genuinely. Uh, well, it, was, it was July 2012, and it was Gabon's first ever Olympic goal. It was. A, it was in. It was in London. Ah. Uh... Ah. Um, You're better than this, Russ. You're better than this. Sent off against which team this season? That's the game he scored in as well. Big point, this. This could be a big point. Which game was he sent off in? Yep. Oh, man. I'm trying to think where he scored his goals. Uh, I was thinking Stoke, was it? Can't remember. Uh, it, was Schalke. it was Schalke. It was Schalke. Oh, I see what you mean. Sorry, earlier this season for Borussia Dortmund. Yeah, yeah. I thought you meant for Arsenal. Arsenal. That's what I was trying to I don't think he's yeah. been so. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, that well, didn't go well. Yeah, that did not go well. I think, I think you might be in a bit more pain than I am at the moment. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Russ, Russ Hargis, can, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Are you on the beach? <laughs> <laughs> Is that is that what is that why why we've seen this performance today? Oh dear, I was fairly revved up and ready. I've got some good good stats lined up, but yeah. none of it none of it came through. Clarky, well done. Side, though, right? On the bus side, it means you get to uh, go back to week one bullying next week. So who's going to go? Yeah, with? yeah, I do get to go to week one bullying again, and I will go. Now I tell you what, we'll mix it up. We'll go with a different a different exciting player. The man has got a massive role to play this coming week. Let's go. Life and Times of Alexandra Lacazette. OK, we'll be back next week. I might be back in the studio, you never know. But, uh, but yeah, we'll have another great of after next week. I hope he is back, fit and firing. All the best in the meanwhile, yeah, get Liam. Get well soon. Yeah, get well, pal. And, Clarky, when can we see and or hear you again, uh, sir? Yeah, I will be uh, not working for the Atletico game, but I'm back for, for Manchester United match day show uh, this Sunday. Proving that Arsene Wenger's legacy of youth development will hopefully shine for many years to come, the final word this week belongs to our academy and women's teams. Our under-23s reached the Premier League International Cup final after beating Villarreal on penalties. That's in addition to winning the Premier League two titles confirmed last Friday night at the London Stadium. And Arsenal beat West Ham 3-1 thanks to a brace from Eddie Nketiah and a goal as well from Rhys Nelson. Our under-18s made it through to the FA Youth Cup final to face Chelsea. That with a 7-2 aggregate victory against Black. 
football here at Emirates Stadium. And Joe Montemiro's women's team left it to the last minute, but beat Everton 2-1 to reach their second FA Women's Cup final in three years. Congratulations all round and the best of luck in those upcoming finals. Well, that's full time on this week's show. Our thanks to Jack Rorsher and Evan Gazidis, plus to Peter Check and to Adrian Clark for their contributions today. We'd like to know how we're doing in the podcast, so please leave us a rating and review on iTunes. You can subscribe as well and also find us on Acast these days. Remembering too to get your questions into Clarkie on the chalkboard, that's via Twitter using the hashtag ArsenalWeekly. That's all we've got time for this week, but we're back on Monday, the 30th of April. The Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.